Hello and welcome to Tracks Bonus Friday episode. Bonus Friday episode. I'm Tim and he's back, people. Hello. The, the newest cast member of The Walking Dead, <laughs> Harry Williams. <laughs> We've just been waiting as I stopped a coughing fit um, to start this here. But, um. And this is the longest you've gone without coughing since yes. I met you earlier. Yes. Which is nice. A nice. Just for you guys. A few coughing fits in there. Let's hope it doesn't happen while we're recording. Indeed. It will. <laughs> so, can we remember anything particularly about this episode? No. It was recorded way too long ago. <laughs> and I can't remember what happened. We went. We went east. East. As the I believe that meant. I would say. The Middle East. I yeah. think that might have meant East London from vague recollections. Yes. But as yeah, we've alluded to on the website, uh, as you'll see, we do a little write up for each episode and we've alluded to the fact that we can't. These were recorded basically six weeks ago, maybe even more. So we can't really always remember them. So we're coming to this as fresh listeners, just like you guys. Uh, I think it might be nine weeks now. Well, we were really slack with putting these out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we built up so many. Yeah. But what a catalogue it is. Absolutely. So, as always, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoy the episode. Please do. This is Tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Intro gold. <laughs> Shall we begin? Let's begin now. Doddy Eddars, get your feet ready. <laughs> get your trainers on. <laughs> Do them up nice and tight. Hello and welcome to Tracks. I'm Tim. And I'm Harry. And this is episode three, East. East. Yeah. For those who missed last week, uh, we are doing a run of North, East, South, West uh, themed episodes. Yep. And yeah, we are on to number two of that, <laughs> on, on number three overall. On number three. And last week went pretty well. Yes. Let's try and build on that. To update listeners, as we like to do, what has happened since last week. We are no longer in our glamorous no, central brightness. There's you know. no white background and shiny, nice new things. It's it's back to our first episode. Yeah, we were potentially in breach of contract and we've <laughs> gone backwards. <laughs> we decided not to risk anything and just come back to where we started. But and hey. um, I'm a fan. Yeah, one step I'm a forwards, fan. one step back. Yeah. That is... We're back where we were <laughs> and nothing's moved forward. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, we've gone for a little bit of a f- format change today. As, yeah, as we said in the first episode, mm-hmm. through this North East South West episodes, we're going to try a few different things. Um, and I'm sure you as listeners will, and viewers, will see the differences. And this yeah. time, yeah, it's not quite as formatted as previously, hopefully. No. A bit more ad-libbing, a bit more... A little bit, and we've kind of... We're hoping to kind of section the show into a little bit... Thirds. Into thirds, so we're not kind of droning on, um, which is a choice that we made, not really. <laughs> I would I would love to drone on forever. Yeah, we've droned on for many hours. We're meant to start this. It's currently half past eight, 
and we I think we got ready to start at about half past five. So have you had um, like a musical highlight of the week? You know what, it's funny you should say that, Tim. <laughs> because we because... haven't pre-planned this segment at all. No, don't even suggest it. Basically, for the last week, you will know that I have been um, pretty obsessed with one song specifically. If you are fans of Animal Collective, then you will know they released a song, I think, November last year, actually, so I'm quite late on this one. But Floridada by, or Floridada, by um, Animal Collective. It's a bit of a strange one, and it's something that it's, well, it's an acquired listen. Um, I didn't like it the first time I heard it. I mean, I listened to it for a little bit and it was just a little bit too odd, maybe. And then the more I got into it, I just thought, this is catchy. And I just started to listen to it every single day for the last seven days. It's an earworm. It absolutely is. And it's been on every single radio station. Every time I turn the radio on, that is on. Especially in the mornings. I listen to a lot of Six Music and I haven't been able to escape this song. And when you... Because I... I'm not really an Animal Collective fan, no. so I don't kind of pick up these things when they get placed online. Yeah. I'd kind of missed it, and it just kind of popped up on Six Music, and it's been inescapable ever since. It's uh, and it's infectious. It, it really is. You you, you cannot f- not know that song after no. hearing it once. people about the song who aren't massively or even heard of Animal Collective and they're a fan yeah. and I've had them singing it at work they're just it's just absolutely infectious yeah but um we've talked before about how they are quite a hard band to get into sometimes yeah. because um a lot of their songs vary they're, they're quite um and as I said an acquired taste yeah. in music and we um pre-podcast today we we had a go on their new app which is yes we did which is quite exciting painting with ac or well it's actually just called painting with i think if you search for that in itunes the app store you'll come up with it and it's quite fun it plays their new song which neither of us as keen on as Dada. but give me seven days yeah i'm coming in next week with (laughs) but it's cool and we'll post a, a picture on our instagram or uh of that persuasion yeah you get to do this thing where you uh, make a brush of a photo you've taken (laughs) so there's a really like we did one of Harry's face and as any eight-year-old boy would pursue to do Harry then wrote his own name (laughs) in his face (laughs) make me sound vain please yeah and it was it's great like it's fun so you can all go, go away and do that. I really like them. We're not even getting paid for this advertisement. Yeah. But I really like them for the fact that they're kind of creative and different. and They're experimental. Yeah. And, okay. They're layering of vocals and stuff. I'm a yeah. huge fan and of. And, like, 
some things will work, some things won't, but they're going to put it out anyway. And great thing about music is that the songs I absolutely love. Some people hate those ones and love the ones I hate. It's just everything. The, the classic example of that is, for me, the drums. We all know the drums for like "Let's Go Surfing." Their first EP had a few like really relatively big hits, but they had a song called "Saddest Summer" on it, which was to most people totally irritating and like the worst worst thing you could possibly imagine. Yeah. But I just loved it because it was it was again one of those earworms and it was very like Animal Collective in some ways. Like I think sometimes something just gets into your head and you can't get rid of it whether you even whether you think it's good or not. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's what anything for you that has uh, stuck out. Yeah, absolutely. So I watched um I watched this movie called Rubble Kings on Netflix, which I mean, I totally uh, encourage anyone with Netflix to go and watch Seek It Out. It doesn't come up on the kind of most popular, but it's really, really quite amazing, actually. And I think... um, Is it relatively new? I think it's from 2009, is what I'm going to say, but it's a few years old. So it tells tells the story of New York in the 60s and 70s. and like kind of the gang culture of New York at that time. And it starts out really kind of grim. Like the first half an hour was really kind of quite hard watching and I I really came quite close to um to turning off actually. Yeah. Um because like it's all about gun crime and like stabbings and fights and like you kind of get introduced to I mean, it's unbelievable, like I we we are people who've never been to New York, we yeah, as I've said before, we both kind of romanticise the states, and yeah. I think the thing is, like, I think there's you can have two kind of approaches to it. You can either really romanticise the violence of it all, or you can kind of totally find it quite hard to talk about. And I am of the persuasion where I find it hard to talk about. Right. So it's it really start like the first act is totally that, and it and it. It's is it completely documentary or is it yeah so um, they've got a load of guy- out. there's a no it's fully documentary they've got a little bit of cartoon so have you seen a montage of heck the Kurt Cobain documentary no it's on my watch now unbelievable list. I mean the best film I saw last year by a mile but so it's got a bit of like this kind of animation type thing yeah. which montage of heck also has yeah um, but basically it's all uh, archive footage and um and uh, interviews with people who were part of these gangs at the time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it starts out really, really grim, and then sort of out of nowhere where you can... You don't even really know where it's taken this direction. Somehow it becomes this kind of uplifting story of, like, the power of the individual and how, like, anyone can push for positive change and within their community and within the world and it's just like it's really it becomes this really amazing story accessible to kind of anyone yeah it becomes it becomes something from from like this this insane world which you can't relate to at all yeah to this like really relatable thing of actually 
we're all in this together. That's something I find with these kind of documentary. You seen the documentary Nas? Yeah. Um, like I've had people saying, "What the hell can you even relate to this kind of thing?" But you always find something, whether it's in their how they overcome something or how they find creativity in a certain situation. Yeah. There's always something to relate to with these kind of people because we're all human. Yeah. You know. So, what I found really amazing about it was there's this. So you. The beginning it paints this picture new york is totally split there's all these gangs they're they're completely divided they're killing each other it's an absolute bloodbath it's horrible and then this group who were a gang they were murderous they were horrible called the ghetto brothers mm. they kind of they had the a few people at the very top of it who were kind of really outward looking and outward thinking and they they suddenly thought we're fighting against the wrong people. We're fighting against each other when yeah. really we shouldn't be. We should be fighting against the people who are oppressing us and keeping us in these horrible situ- living situations. And that's who we should be fighting against. And yeah. suddenly they become, they stop bec- being a violent gang and they become a power for peace and they have these peace conferences and they start they start having these like block parties. They, they form a band mm. and it... And they start having these blog parties and inviting everyone to them, and they like. It's all about. It's kind of about the power of music and how like. Um, did it focus on specific artists or did it? It focused. It, it focused. It focused on people who were within that scene. Yeah. Um, and it was yeah, really really amazing. And like, I don't want to. I don't want to kind of um, go too far into the story because I feel like it's something that people should watch themselves and kind of. And what's the name again? Is the Rubble Kings? Okay. Rubble. I know I can't say that word. <laughs> Rubble Kings. Rubble. Rubble. But it's and it also kind of um, the kind of uh, emphasis of it is that it feeds into kind of the birth of hip hop, like yeah. This kind of very um, this art form that brought people together was born of. A very divisive time and I think that's uh, again a, a quite an important message that you don't have to be divisive and music can bring people together absolutely and so there's certain artists in like Africa Africa Bombata who everyone sort of knows mm. as one of these kind of early hip-hop pioneers but I feel like this tells a story which I didn't know maybe people who do know hip-hop and do know the sort of stories of the origins of that art form yeah maybe also don't know and I think it's really important and okay. I want to play a song by the Ghetto Brothers please go ahead and I'm what I want for you to do Harry yes. is imagine in your head what you think this song is going to sound like that I'm going to play you know you think of the Bronx you think of New York in the late 70s and yeah. you think of the birth of hip hop, and I think I think you'll be really surprised by what you hear. Okay.
Okay, so this is a lot more upbeat than I was expecting, and it's not as kind of, um, I mean, I, my preconceptions were obviously quite off. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't have the kind of hip-hop, early no. hip-hop inflections. It has, I mean, it, it feels more rooted in working-class Liverpool than it does, you know, the Bronx. Yeah, it's right. kind of, it's got the kind of 60s swing but with a, Very, a slight yeah. kind of South American inflection, because there was a lot of Puerto Ricans. Yeah. I think Central America, actually. But, you know, a kind of a, a very American feel to a kind of 60s swing, which doesn't necessarily feel like a natural place for well, hip hop to have come be, from. Because I don't know why, but I made the connection of the Nas area, the documentary, yeah. that kind of time. And I think that was. When was this set exactly? Uh, it's 60s and 70s, so right, it kind so of span. It's got quite a long. I mean, time that was span. set in the 80s, 90s, wasn't it? Yeah. So um, maybe I was a bit silly to think it was, it was going to have that kind of sound, yeah. but I, I was certainly surprised at what you showed me. Yeah. And what was that song? Sorry. That was called uh, Ghetto Brother Power, which is by the Ghetto Brothers. Right. And they are they've reformed now. They are really? now. Um, I I think playing mainly across America but they are now playing they are putting this stuff out and I think it's re- I think it's really exciting and really important okay so as we said we're we're planning on kind of um, rather than having specific questions as we have had the last two weeks we're trying to keep it a bit looser mm-hmm. but um, as our theme is East we thought we would uh, both kind of try and explore what the music of the Middle East really is about and kind of what influence it has spread. So this is a kind of area of the world that gets a really bad press yeah. virtually all the time. But actually is really rich in culture and really kind of significant and important and exciting as well in a lot of ways. And, you know, all we ever hear is ISIS and Taliban and these kind of horrible things yeah. coming out of this part of the world. But actually... There's a lot of culture to be admired yeah, and stuff. In yeah, these so much. And I think, like, just taking the time to kind of go and dig and find things that are interesting, which we've both had to do because we we planned out this question a certain amount of time ago yeah. and neither of us had an immediate answer. Absolutely not. So it was. it's been really exciting for both of us, I think, to... To go and do some digging and absolutely and find these things. And I found some interesting things yeah. about a specific yeah artist. So I'd re- I'd really love to because I'm coming into what you're recommending completely yeah. raw. So I'd really love to hear what you. Okay, found. basically I did a little search, and um, a band I found that intrigued me are the Yellow Dogs. They are from Tehran in. Iran, and um, they're kind of this uh, indie rock punk outfit. Um, if you listen to them, uh, they're they're definitely big fans of Westernized music. Sure, they they you know all their instruments are Western instruments: guitars, drums, vocals. Just uh, they don't really use anything from as you would maybe see Iranian bands using. Yeah. Um, and what I found is that, and I've got my notes here just so I don't get it wrong, um, 
after I think 2009 they started writing this music they started making it and they in Iran as far as I know as far as I'm concerned you have to say or tell somebody called the Ministry of Culture and Islamic Guidance you have to show them your music right or I guess art in general from people Um, and you have to they basically tell you whether that's allowed or not basically their music was made illegal right because it didn't fit the guidelines of this so um 2010 yeah i mean what an amazing background for anything creative to have come out of i think absolutely um 2010 they moved to new york and they've got the one ep i haven't got the name right here but um 2012 basically they release an album called upper class complexity and which is like if you really think of it in the if you really think of it in the context of everything else that's Mm -hmm. a really beautiful name like it's absolutely it's a really amazing thing yeah um there's these song there's a song called the city and it reminds me very much of the rapture it's Mm -hmm. this kind of um fast pace electron uh, uh, electric guitar music yeah um and it's very punk their lyrics are very punky and they're very like british um like they reminded me of the sex pistols a lot um, their inflection on the yeah, vocals yeah they're very it sounds if you go and listen to them it's very uh british the way sure. they like kind of singing things in small um, that's really fa- and things. Even just that is really fascinating because we are kind of are so used to and kind of berate English bands that take American inflection on their lyrics and yeah. deliver things in an American style. Yeah. And it's so interesting to hear of like a Middle Eastern band that takes a British approach yeah. is like that's I always the think that's that the western way of delivering songs they're revolting maybe against yeah. from their country what is allowed there yeah. and they're taking influence from this punk era that was revolting against what was yeah, happening totally. in England at the time and it's it's definite you can hear the influence on their music very obviously yeah um and then something bad happened i think 2003 13 or 14 two of their members after basically spending a lot of time in America I think they spent two years there two of their members were shot and killed by an, uh, somebody from another Iranian uh, band yeah. and um, and as far from all the research I've done at least they're quite hard to find a lot on but I had this weird moment basically I look at look them on Spotify and there's this album called Yellow Dogs. Mm. And basically, the 2012 was this first album, and then there was nothing, there was this shooting, and then 2015 was this album, Yellow Dogs. And it is this kind of American, Southern American rock and roll, bluesy kind of album sure. with French um, lyrics sometimes, definitely French influence. And somebody please correct me if this is just a Spotify mistake and it's a different band. But I guess the only similarity is their vocalist is their own vocalist. Okay. And um, they, he sounds quite similar. Although, speaking French sometimes. 
and the album is so entirely different to their kind of punky um, music just before that. I wasn't sure if it was even the same band. So does it feel like a more mellow version of them? Does it feel absolutely? Like a... It's okay. like they've taken on the American culture yeah. almost. They feel settled in another, and they've changed world. their views on things. And wow. it's it's almost as if they've they're this revolting group of teenage punky guys, and then they've settled in somewhere, had this traumatic sure. period. And now they're making this American blues album. Um, it's just a bit the American strange. dream. <laughs> yeah, it's just a very strange story that I've uncovered. Yeah, um, but that's amazing. Like, I would love to know. I would love to know if that is the same people. Like, if you know, if it is, what happened to their band members is what has inflected this. Yeah, like, you know. It's a, it's a crazy story. It's something we don't hear and we don't yeah. appreciate. And it's something I've, I've obviously never heard of. Yeah. And all it took was a Google of Middle Eastern music or something yeah. like that. that You've just found this story that's quite captivating. Yeah, and profound, I think. Yeah. So what are you going to play us? Um, I'm going to play a song from... Uh, I'm going to play this This City. Uh, from the first, um, I think it's from their first EP, yep. uh, Upper Class Complexity. And it's just, you can hear the inf- the punky influences and stuff. I can't so wait to hear it. We'll give that a go. So you can definitely hear the influences of like the rapture and punk music, especially in the lyrics. Yeah, and it's the really vocals. It's really funny to me. Like, there's totally um, two kind of separate reactions to that. On there's kind of the aesthetic reaction of God, just I love that. Like, that's really awesome. Like, I would listen to that in my yeah. headphones. I'd listen to that on my way to work. It's like, exactly that's, what I thought. Yeah, but then uh, there's kind of the the undertone to it and the knowing the backstory and it's like god it adds so many more layers to it and it's um yeah yeah what how amazing that that music came out of that background i don't i know i'm almost lost for words in that i don't understand <laughs> where that came from but i'm so there's definitely more of a story and as far as i know i think there is a documentary and i cannot um i haven't actually looked at the name of it so i can't even say it but there is a documentary about two Iranian bands and I think America I think it's when they came to America and it may um, look at that period yeah. so it's definitely worth and I'll, I'll put a link to it or whatever if I can find that but um, there's definitely a story to be told there yeah, yeah. amazing like, I love that thank you I was uh... good ch- I, I made that music <laughs> That was you. <laughs> I feel like you're Iranian. <laughs> so, what have you? Uh, is there anything for this question? So, I kind of went into this question from the point of view of like I wanted to find, I wanted to find Middle Eastern music 
but which has kind of a a modern edge to it or a modern twist to it. Like I think we kind of very often think of that part of the world as like kind of being behind or yeah. like as kind of an archaic system. And I think sometimes I, I, I presume because I'm, you know, we're not necessarily politically minded people, but I, that is the presumption I think most people in the West make. And I think it's, I feel like it's probably unfair. So I, I kind of went into this hoping to find music that had that kind of Middle Eastern background but with a real kind of um, a modern feel to it and yeah. I found two things that I was really really into and really excited to hear and the first one and I, I really really apologise to anyone of a Middle Eastern background because my pronunciation of <laughs> virtually all of these tracks is gonna, and bands is going to be awful so but my first one is quite a kind of like a surprisingly modern electro feeling artist called Alsara. I I think that's how it's pronounced. Again, sorry. From what I can read, it, that looks correct. Yeah. So they're from Sudan. Yeah. Um, which is in Eastern Africa, and it's yeah, it's got like the production values of it of what you find in in the US, in Europe, like, it's got kind of an industrial feel that you would find in Eastern Europe, like, it's... Is this quite a modern track? It's a hugely modern track, and I feel like... I think that says a lot about how accessible these making this kind of music is these days. But, at the same time, and as much as that kind of modernity is really important, I feel like, within five seconds of listening to it, you know it's from this part of the world as well, right. and I, I really love the kind of combination of those two things. So, yeah, this is... And apologies <laughs> to everyone listening. Can I... This, this is Al-Sara with Khartoum. I would have said Khartoum. Yeah. I'll put up a spelling here so people can have their go at it. But, yeah. But it's really great. Okay. And have a listen. Let's go for it. So, I was not expecting that. The first thing I picked up on is the crackle as it's yeah. been recorded. Whether that is made uh, intentionally or not, I'm not sure. But I feel like there's a there's a drum track and a bass track which is very clean and very clear, and yeah. then there's a crackle on the top of it the It sounds audio. to me like, like it was put in there. Yeah, that's intentional. Um, do you know, it reminded me of, if you know Bombay Basketball Club, Yeah. Recently, there's been this hiatus that they're taking. Um, Jack Stebman does these kind of uh, remixes and things, yeah. and he uses a lot of uh, Asian and yeah, I mean, the Middle last, Eastern influenced. Yeah, uh, I mean, the last album things. was totally Asian in, inflicted. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And this um, reminded me of that. It was that kind yeah. of. I don't really know the genre that would be put in, but it's the kind of electronic. Yeah. Um, 
really I'm really stuck on words on um, the kind of genre yeah. it's because it's it's really hard to define. But I really especially I, when it comes from this kind of place and stuff, and it's yeah. got these different. But sounds. I love I I love the fact that it kind of mixes the two, and like I I know where to put modern music. I know what box to put that in. But mm-hmm. when it comes with this kind of Middle Eastern kind of attribute to it, it becomes harder to define. And it's like, it's really interesting to me. And the production values, it's what you would find on high-end, you know, Western music. It's, yeah. I I really I really love that track. I think it's really amazing. I really like that too. And the second thing I want to play is... You're going to say this properly. No, I'm probably <laughs> not going to play this properly at all, or say this properly. I'm going, I will play it properly. Again, oh god, there's so many words. The last one was two words, and I got them both wrong. I presume this one's four, so it's twice as. Can hard. I have a go at it first? Go. So the second word's easy. Joanne Safadi mm-hmm. is the the artist. Yep. And the second name. Tehran Ababil killed it. I probably did, but if there's anybody there that could tell me if it was different or completely wrong, please do, because so I'm sure it was. Yeah. So this is a guy from Palestine who um, it's got more of an Indian inflection. Yeah. Like it's not, it hasn't got that electro feel at all. But again, there's it's that kind of that weird mix of like a hybrid but also a juxtaposition of kind of eastern and western music yeah. and what a kind of amazing collaboration those two things make okay so yeah this is Jovan Safadi with Tyran Abilil <laughs> that was terrible Tim <laughs> Abilil <laughs> shut up <laughs> Ya Rabbi wadi Tayran ababi Ya Rabbi wadi So first thing I heard in that is Tame Impala. Yeah. Because of the psychedelic kind of feel it's got. And of it's course. kind of stripped back. Yeah. At least at the beginning it was. Um, so it hasn't got as, as much instrumentation maybe or as, as much production. But isn't that amazing that like these two worlds that you think are kind of, mm. you know, a million miles away of Australia and the Middle East it's like you feel like they couldn't be less connected but then there's this music coming What's straight out of Palestine is that I'm hearing a language that I have no yeah. idea about but um, and I don't want this to come the wrong country the wrong way but it just sounds so lyrical to me even yeah, though I don't know what they're saying it's just it sounds like an instrument almost because of just um, it's a beautiful sound yeah to go with the music yeah which I think I think the point you make about bringing Tame Impala into it is totally relevant in that a lot of Tame Impala songs although we know 
what the lyrics mean. Yeah. Actually, the meaning of them is a lot of totally time, yeah, irrelevant. You, you've it's got just, melody. It's and... just the sound of the voice yeah. over it that's important, I think. You can totally... Which says a lot about all these kind of uh, musicians that use these washed out lyrics and yeah. things. Um, is that you, so a lot of the time you can't hear them. It's my brother that told me this. He just kind of says he prefers... A li- he doesn't really care about the lyrics. Yeah. He likes what the... Yeah. the I mean, he's wrong, are. but... <laughs> but I totally get where he's coming from. Like, you know, some of my most loved records ever, I think the thing that instant instantly springs to mind is Foles' first album where the Yanis's voice was absolutely an instrument like he was he was contributing nothing but that to the music yeah so they're the they're the two tracks that I in this really interesting process of digging through Middle Eastern music I really wanted to play those because yeah. I feel like and it's like such an a weird westernized arbitrary kind of um way of valuing something yeah. but i felt like if i heard those in a bar or a club i would shazam them like that i would be like what is this this is yeah it's this an, is interesting it's to, me. to what we used to that's yeah. certainly what gets you to do those kind of things if i often do it in the uh, adverts yeah if there's a song that i've not heard before but i'm interested yeah. I'll, I'll shazam that yeah. Um, so yeah, I definitely do the same kind of thing. It's it's I it's eye catching. It's ear catching. Yeah. Um, I very much enjoyed. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that to the table, Tim. You're very welcome. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'll fight for a march. <laughs> Hey, and welcome back to Tracks. Uh, we had a little break there. Yeah, we have gone from uh, <laughs> being two beers deep to being four and a shot of Russian standard yeah. deep. So, uh, forgive us for... We just had a little discussion of how things were going. Yeah. And... Um, so to give you a bit of insight into how our planning works, <laughs> we have our vague theme and we come up with kind of five, six potential questions, subjects. Yeah, at least for the first. To run through. And we, as you might have noticed, we've gone relatively serious so yeah. far with this <laughs> podcast. But what has happened since during that break means that we have gone for our final subject of so we're we're How are gonna word this tim well we're in east right yeah this is the subject this is let's vaguely this is where we are <laughs> get in the a world question from this so east london when you think of east london what do you think do you know exactly what i think of is a rough and tumble kind of guy. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Not because think, of what we talked about previously. You think of a hard man. <laughs> you think of you think of the hardest man you've ever seen in your entire life. That's exactly what I think of. Like you you better be hard if you live in East London. <laughs> Otherwise you can't handle it. So you can't handle it. 
as Tottenham Hotspur found out away in the Europa League. Um, uh, so, the question for this part okay. is, East London is famous for its hard men. Yes. We are, I would say, notoriously, but possibly not even that, <laughs> we are the least hard men you could... Im- I can get angry, Tim. I can... I, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I've got a short temper, a short fuse. <laughs> I'm a livid little man. But if another man got livid at me, I have no defence to that. <laughs> I can I'm, try and talk them down until they... I am not hard is the point I'm trying to make. And without wanting to uh, cast assumptions on you... Harry are not hard either. What? <laughs> what? I've, so, I've been in fights every day of my life. So the question is, we've, I mean, the the worst link ever from East London hard men. But <laughs> if you were in a fight within the world of music, who do you want on your side? <laughs> or who do you want to fight against? I feel like that could be the other dimension to the question. Do you know what? When we first thought about this question... I, I just I was uh, tired I think when you showed me and I read it as who do you want to fight against do you know what my first uh, answer was okay I wanted to think of somebody who I could beat and I chose Orlando Weeks from the Maccabees and then I thought you know what from a non-homosexual way I would fight that man and I'm not sure where yeah. it would go it would turn into like a rub down <laughs> like the, the fight. Because I love that man so much, I'm not sure I could fight him. It would just be a soft tapping yeah. and a I don't even, petting session. I don't even like Family Guy, but I feel like there's been one of those little, like cutaway sequences where like they've started hitting each other and, just and then like... they've started to grab e- the back of each other's head. And then take this, just... mm, take that, yeah, yeah, take it in your and face. And they just end up rolling on the floor, which is you and Orlando. <laughs> I'm sorry, Orlando, if you had to hear that and it was disturbing for you. It was disturbing for me as when well. When he comes on the show in the future, which I'm sure will happen, um, we'll have to talk about this. Yeah. And it will be insanely awkward. Yeah. <laughs> it will. It will. For all involved. So, so who would be on your... Who would be? Right, my... I mean, I feel like we have to, first of all, like, what size team are we allowed to assemble? Really? Or is it just one? Well, can you have one compatriot? It was one... I was thinking bodyguard, right? You got one bodyguard. (laughs) But now I'm... Because I've got two in mind, I would happily have the two of them. Whereas you've gone a completely different... uh, Well, no, maybe you haven't, because what I've gone hoping for is someone to fight for me. Because I'm, I'm totally incapable... I need I've to, gone more for the someone to push them away. Someone by my side. You've gone for someone by your side, right? Yeah. So you still are having a bit of a fight? I'm kind of saying, yeah. You you go ahead, try and get me, but these two won't let you. No. I'm being like, musician, help me. <laughs> because I don't know how to do a fight. So, I've gone for... So you have... You have established a team. You haven't gone one. I did have one, and I'm ready to go for two, because I think these two could be great. Okay. Number one, Fiddy. 
fitting. Do you know why? Because he's he's taken nine shots. He can take some more for me. Because he's hard as shit. Nice. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't know if he is. Like, there's, yeah, there's I've had this uh, thing in my head that maybe he's not. There's like, I feel like there's two definitions of this. It's like he is very muscular, hmm. but like, I feel like. If there's a world where I went on all the steroids there is, and I got extremely muscular, I also know that still, despite being extremely muscular, if I got punched in the face, I would cry. Like, I'd go, ow, that hurt. Don't do that to me. High pain threshold. Spectacularly low pain threshold. <laughs> like, pain. Pain. <laughs> Yeah, so like, I'm always a bit sceptical of people who are like, overly muscular. It's like, are you one of those guys who's got a really fancy car to compensate for the fact that you're yeah. not cool at all? Yeah. Um, and the other guy, to keep it music-based, I've made sure he is in the music world in some way. And to not my um, surprise, because he does everything else. Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal. Okay, elaborate. Wait, wait, wait. Shaquille O'Neal. Oh my word, this man... Basically, I'm... I mean, I don't really know NBA. Right, I know well, who that I think, is. Yeah, but... Americans, if they're listening, let's hope they are. As far as I know, he was an Orlando Magic and a Lakers oh, player. He this. is a huge man. I mean, he's enormous. I've seen his I'm cribs. I'm going to put a picture I've seen of... his MTV cribs. Right, the size of his bed is unbelievable. The reason why I found it hard to pick him is because I think he's more of a lover than a fighter. Yeah. I don't think he's going to... He's going to be, you know, in front of me. Yeah. As long as he likes me, he might not. He's going to be in front of me, keeping me safe. <laughs> Unless he doesn't and he's flicking me towards him. But I found out that he has a... I think 19, a, 1996... He has a best of album. <laughs> it's called Shaquille O'Neal. What do you mean best, best of? of? I there know. has to be something previous to the well, best of. Well, he seems to have, unless it's not on Spotify, and please people correct me if I'm wrong, he seems to have other songs. Because Brilliant. there's, I'll play one now. There's um, basically, he seems to have some songs before, and he's got a best of album. Yeah. And also. I mean, he's acted, he's done some comedy stuff. I think he's right currently now the number one podcast in the world. The she- Shaquille, yeah. There's a Shaquille O'Neal podcast out at the moment, which I wasn't even aware what? of. What? There's only about 15 than to Marin. 20 episodes. As far as I know, they opened the podcast with number one podcast in the world. So I think uh, this could be true. Again, could be wrong. Yeah, but um, I mean, this man, I think, as for the, the guy... sheer size of him, he could definitely deter anybody thinking about punching me. For what reason, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you're laughing. <laughs> Please explain. Because <laughs> there's a silence I can't feel. <laughs> so could you please explain? Can we listen to that? <laughs> no, we're not cutting here. We're going on. <laughs> <laughs> you have to hear it. What? You tried. <laughs> you tried to say definitely, but you said Stephanie. <laughs> that isn't worth 
restarted the cameras and stuff. So you've gone for a sportsman who we're not quite sure if he's a musician. He's and, definitely and 50 dipped cent. his toe, his huge, massive toe, into the music yeah. field. So, yeah, him and 50 cent. So they're cent. your two picks. Those are my two picks. Rubbish. Absolutely I tell you what, rubbish. me and my gang... Because now you love to hear what you think. So now it's me. you, Fifty Cent, and Shaq. Mm-hmm. Right. Please tell me how you're going to. You've got that. me, and I'm going to take okay. you. Yeah, I've got all you all day under the thumb. Easy. Right. Number one. Okay. Well, actually, I've got a, I've got a roster. You can have two. You're having two. No, I'm. I've. I've. Of course, but I've got a roster of three, and I'll take my you two can best kick picks. Kick one out. Okay. Number one. And we've for only us, got about 10 minutes. <laughs> number one for us is an obvious choice. But I'm going, right, uh, like, uh, power to height distribution. Okay. And, and I'm going Yanis of Foles. Philippakis. Yanis Philippakis. Sounds like I just swore at you. Philippakis! <laughs> um, you're going for Yanis, really? Stocky as shit. Stocky? But he's... Uh, he does get into some stuff. Imagine getting tackled by him. Yeah. The power of it. He's taking you down. Yeah, but he's very preppy. He's nah, very... Nah. Nah. As big of a fan he's of Yanis as I am. He's got the Greek blood. He has. He's killing it. He's a fighter, if anything. He's going to take you down Do at you the knees. Do you know at the Brighton gig at the Concord a while ago, he impaled a girl's face with I his guitar? I do know this. <laughs> Excellent. I was probably only a few feet um, behind this girl. Yeah. And uh, I heard the Instagram on the Twitter. Sorry, yeah. I heard on Twitter that yeah, she basically said, "I really enjoyed the night, but you basically smashed your guitar through my head." Yeah. So that's what I'm looking for. Right. So that's candidate number one. My guys don't have a weapon, but please proceed. Two words for you. It's fine. I'm just before we you say the only reason I chose Fifty Cent is apparently he can take bullets. <laughs> so if there's no bullets involved, I'm not even too confident yeah. in Fifty. But right, sorry, Fiddy. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna reference Fifty Cent's qualities. Yeah. Would you agree that one of his prime assets is a rock solid grip? If he grabs onto you, you are never Fifty. Yeah. Uh, if he grabs hold of you, you're never letting go, and you you are done. Right. Do you agree? That's a that's okay, an asset. We'll agree. Two words. Iggy pop. <laughs> Imagine Iggy, you can pop him in a second. One. He's zero percent body fat. Two. <laughs> I'm not sure that's going to help him in this matter. Two. If you grab hold of Iggy. With his, like, twiggy hands, greased up, <laughs> sinewy torso. He is wriggling away. He has got his sinewy. He's agile. The fact that you think between Fifty Cent and Iggy Pop in a fight, I will tell Iggy you this. Pop will be like taking I, him. I will tell you this right now. He may be able to get away. Fifty Cent will never catch Iggy Pop. <laughs> so basically, he's the better runaway. He's not the best person to defeat him. He will just, like, give you a little, like, wavy arm slap. And wow. then he will run away again. Yeah. Wow. Iggy Pop is my man. If there's ever a way to 
end an episode. I think it's with a false claim. Yeah. <laughs> like that. It's not a false claim. <laughs> it's with a, an outstanding victory. Okay. That's ridiculous. So, Iggy Pop wins. That is not the true. moral of the story. And uh, thank you so much for listening to Tracks Episode 3. Three. Alright, so there we have it. Episode 3. Done. Tick. So that was a good one. We all enjoyed that. And to have it on a Friday. What a way to start the weekend. Yeah. All you guys heading back from work. Uh, to our dulcet tones. <laughs> and that was the first time we tried a little bit of a new format as well. And it's one we stick with for a few weeks now. Um, yeah. So fingers crossed you liked it more than the <laughs> others. Because otherwise... <laughs> sorry. We went with it. <laughs> Uh, so as always thank you so much for listening we really really appreciate it Um, do subscribe do rate us on iTunes as long as it's a good one if you're giving us one star then just don't actually it's nice waste of your time waste of ours yeah Uh, so the final few things as always twitter.com forward slash tracks show instagram.com forward slash tracks show www.trackshow.co.uk facebook.com slash track show come talk to us interact with us all the social medias except google plus because does that still exist anymore (laughs) really if you've been listening to this and thinking god this is really great music but i hate these guys i just wish they would shut the hell up we have a spotify playlist of all the music from our episodes so cut out the middlemen us and look us up on Spotify, which is Track Show Music. <laughs> because Track Show was taken. Sons of guns. Yeah, thank you for listening. We love you for it. You're the best. And we will see you again on Tuesday. Bye! Bye.